What's up, family? What's up, fam? Charles and... Melindia. And this is Just Keeping It Real. If you would, we want you to send us a comment. We want you to also subscribe to our channel. We want you to hit the alert bell so you can be notified on new content that we come out with. Yeah. Do that. Keep us relevant. Keep us in contact. Because we want you as a family member here with Jaker. Yeah. Join us as a team. Okay? Absolutely. So, babe, what is our purpose? Our purpose is to empower all people. All people. Yes. And building a stronger world. In hopes of building a stronger world. Absolutely. And you're probably asking, who are we? Well, we are Relationship, relationship Advocates. What does that mean? We means that we publicly mm -hmm. support and recommend the strengthening of healthy relationships. Yep, like yours and like ours. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. So our subject today is something that we want to share with you um, concerning our phases of grief. And we know in this year a lot of families in the year 2020 have experienced grief. And it's been difficult for a lot of people to get through the grief. And we want to share with you as we've come together and we have come up with what we call eight phases of grief. And we want to share those phases with you. But before we do that, I would like for my wife to share a story that's dear and basically to her heart. And so we'll go ahead. Penny. Yeah, so today is Monday, December the 14th. And uh, this is a special day for me and my family. Because uh, December 14th would have been my sister's 60th birthday. And I lost her um, 26 years ago. Mm -hmm. uh, it was 26 years in June. Um, so, when we share what we're going to share today, this is a personal walk mm -hmm. for me. And how these phases are relevant to me and us and to right. my husband mm -hmm. um, because he had to cater through this with me. Well, we, and and um, we were, yeah, we work. And um, thank the Lord. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So we're, I'm not talking about things just on the surface or sure. because. We read something from somewhere. This is a personal walk. This is a personal journey. This has been a personal struggle. Mm -hmm. And um, because this day is very memorable for my family, um, I wanted to share how you can be able to literally go through years and years of grief without um, showing anyone how you actually feel. And um, I, through the help of God, my family, um, I'm here. And I can talk about it today. Sure. It hadn't always been easy. Nope. Right. So this candle represents one that's blown out because she's no longer with us. But one still illuminates because she still is with us. 
So when we talk about, when I talk about grief, um, our first struggle and phase in this phase is guilt, was guilt. Mm -hmm. Um, And from my personal struggle with this was if I only would have been there. Um, if I only would have done more, mm-hmm. if I only would have told her more, um, sometimes I still struggle with that. Um, 26 years later, um, but um, I know that uh, I know everyone has an appointed time. I know that, mm-hmm. um, but it doesn't make the grief less. My personal next phase was asking why. Mm-hmm. You right. know, uh, why which, her? Mm-hmm. Which is normal right, yeah. for people to ask. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Why did it happen this way? Or right. why, why not someone else? And, and, and as and unfair as that is, it's normal for people to feel that way. Like, why did it have to be my mother, my father, my child, my, my sister, my loved one, my yeah, my sister, yeah. So, and, and that, that's normal, yeah. you know, to, to go through. And what we're saying to you, if you're feeling that way, is part of the normalcy of grieving for some people. These are the so phases. Go ahead. Yes. Yeah, these are the phases. Mm-hmm. And it's okay. It's okay. Uh, our third phase is anger. Mm-hmm. Anger. I was so angry. I was so so angry at losing my sister. Um, we weren't there when she passed away, mm-hmm. um, and um, that made it even harder to deal with the first one of guilt, and then um, so being mad and angry with. You're really not sure who to be angry with. Mm-hmm. Now, some people may have something, someone that they could be angry at. Sure, right. So you this, this stifling phase mm-hmm. um, can paralyze you. Sure, right. And it has. It had paralyzed me um, because, for my instance, I was angry with. I think. I can say I was angry with God. I was angry with the weather. I was angry with everything. Everything. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's okay. Mm-hmm. It's okay. And don't let anyone tell you that being angry about the loss of a loved one is not okay. It's just what you do or how you channel that anger. And that's part of the process for a lot of people. The anger expressed in the anger. It could be, you know, towards a loved one. It could be even more tension in the marriage, anger towards each other. So uh, it's normal to express anger, you know, even through grieving. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Number four is fear. Fear. And when you think about death, um, I started thinking about m- my mother, m- my my children, my my husband, my other family members, me. 
you know, mm-hmm. fear of is it going to be me next or is it sure. going to be this person next? Mm-hmm. So that is another um, phase that can actually stop you in your tracks, stifle you. Mm-hmm. And it is a normal phase. Sure. It, exactly. it, it is a normal phase. And, and you know, simply just death itself brings on a fear because I guess the fear of the unknown because none of us have hey saying hey oh man I've been there I've gone through it so let me tell you this is how it is and see because of that the unknown is the thing about it and that brings on the fear you know for a lot of people even in going through because sometimes you may imagine say what did they go through what did they feel how did they feel were they afraid you know you start asking these questions you know and and you may or may not get the answers at times right. So right. there, there is, again, a normal part of the normal phase in grieving is fear. Yes. Yeah. Number five for me, um, and you know what? I deal with this to this day, and that's the loneliness of missing your loved one. Mm-hmm. Right. Now, she was my only sibling um, of, of my mom, you know, um, so... It was just us girls, just mm-hmm. you know, me and Bev, and um, I don't have her to talk to anymore. I don't have her to wish her a happy 60th birthday. Sure, right. Um, and that feeling when you sit down, what can happen is you'll look at other people. Mm-hmm. You'll look at other people and their siblings. Right. And um, that's a lonely feeling. But at the same time, when you say you look at other and their sibling, meaning what? what well, you look at mm-hmm. how they they have their sisters and their brothers, and they're together, and they have that bond, and they're able to be with their sibling. You know, they don't. They they don't like like me. I don't have that. I don't have that anymore. So I get very lonely with not having her here Mm -hmm. so I I miss her presence I miss her voice I miss seeing her so that loneliness um, sometimes on holidays on things like today like her birthday Um, we used to always call each other on her birthday and um, because her and uh, my husband is close to the same age you know we kind of used to chuckle a lot about that but um, that was a that and it still is a phase that I go through mm-hmm. because I don't have a sibling, sure. you know. Right. Um, so that loneliness will still be there. Right, and, and, and it has to be, you know, uh, it has to be a lonely thing to uh, not have a sibling to um, talk to and confide in. Right. And by the same token, uh, there's been a positive in the loneliness from the fact of when you see even our children, our own children, when the two of them may not be getting along or so, right. it helps you because you can say, hey, listen, you better appreciate each other yeah. because, again, you don't know what it's like to not have your sibling around. I've seen you intervene in several uh, cases where you saw people and their siblings didn't get along and yeah. you say you better value that. Right. You know, So in that, that's been a positive because you can 
teach or tell other people through my experience because of the loss and the loneliness hey you better value each other while you got each other okay so you know go go ahead uh, number six um thank god I, i got through this but um it will be a time when you are unable to feel comforted Okay. Mm-hmm. You know, you know the cliches that people say you'll get over it. Um, Time heals everything. Um, this too shall pass. You know, you want to strangle them seriously. You know, because that is not comforting at that time. And I know they, 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 they. Most of the time, people really don't know what to say. Exactly. And and. and can I? I want to say something there. Sometimes you don't have to say anything, mm-hmm. and I think with, with the pressure of being, you know, the one you, we figure our job is to comfort. Let me think of something to say, and sometimes we force comments that may just fall apart, yeah. may come out wrong, may do some. So instead of that, a lot of times it's best to listen and let a person vent or express how they feel. Yeah. So yeah, so yeah. definitely. Uh huh. So, so it it, yeah. it took some time uh, mm-hmm. where I had to sit back and think that I can't change this. I can't change this. So um, eventually, um, I I allowed myself to be comforted, and my most comfort was in prayer and trusting God that He was going to help me through it. So that cliche became an actual reality for me but it had to sink in it had to have time to resonate within me to uh to actually see it coming to fruition so it's a time where you're you're it's you can't be comforted you cry all the time you know um or you get yourself into the least little thing will remind you of that person Mm -hmm. and it will not allow you to feel comforted but um, from personal experience, you'll get there. Our seventh phase is denial. Mm-hmm. And to this day, sometimes I really feel numb to realizing that she's not here anymore. Mm-hmm. You know? Um, and it feels surreal. You know, uh, to the point that is, you know, funny, not funny. Uh, and I just can't believe it. So it's like the when we get the when we got the news, the initial news about the passing of my sister. I I, I couldn't believe it. I could not believe it. I and um, that's that's um resonates in my mind still today that I don't I can't hear a voice anymore you know all I have now is memories so it's a it's a it's it's the pits actually you know um but um you know you come back to reality and then all those other phases tend to ball up and roll up all in you but um, I I'm at a point I, I know that she's no longer here but believe me 
that is not anything to feel guilty about feeling that you just cannot believe it sure. you know mm-hmm. um, and that's a normal phase it, it is it is uh, just like uh, as I mentioned before that uh, concerning um, traumatic situations that we go through and death is a very traumatic situation sometimes the first one of the first notions for some people is to deny it that it's happening you know whatever tragedy comes about first thing is this is not happening mm-hmm. then after that moment no this is for real then you may even go to a point of saying nah maybe this is just a bad dream I go to sleep wake up it's gone and everything but sometimes it doesn't happen that way lots of times it doesn't it's just the reality of it and it's normal to go through a denial and like I say for myself I lost uh, a loved one a cousin of mine that grew up you know where and we're very close you know coming up and he passed away this this month I mean this year 2020 early part and mid part 2020 so when I heard that it was like wait wait a minute what I said, I'm just talking to a man, telling my wife and I, we're doing a podcast. I wanted to share some things with he and his wife to kind of feature, because they've gone through some struggles. Um, But when I heard that he had passed, I'm like, wait a minute, no, man, no. And I kept, I was in denial until finally it hit me, and I just, you know, started to cry, you know. And I said, man, my man, go on, man. It's gone, bruh. You know, and that thing. So the denial is a normal process of grieving, a normal phase. Yeah. So, okay. And what we gathered is the uh, last one, number eight, is um, still haunts me today, and I, and it's sadness. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, like today, knowing that she would have been sixty years old, it saddens me that she's not here for me to celebrate that with sure, her. Sure. Um and um I uh I go into reflection and um I look at pictures and it saddens me but um I can't stay there. Mm-hmm. You know, um, that's the thing about grief for me. Mm -hmm. This is a personal walk. You know, someone else can go through grief with different stages or different phases. But believe me, a lot of the phases that we just discussed will impact you. And uh, even 26 years later, Mm -hmm. for me, for us... um, and I must share though I must share for your own sanity for your own strength for your own mind believe that it's okay to go through all of these and I also felt that I don't ever want to be happy again I felt in the the phase of Mm -hmm. sadness and guilt if anything if I was to do anything I felt guilty because she wasn't here to be able to experience that Um, but there's nothing I can do about it Mm -hmm. but um, dealing with the sadness came and it comes 
but I do know that um, I can't, I couldn't stay in those phases. I, some of those phases come and they go, but I can't stay there. Um, so, I wanted to be as transparent with with you all about my emotional journey and how it affects our growth and um, connection together. We've gone through a lot. Sure. Um, and I do yeah. know certain things in, in marriages that people go through, they they can't tough it out, you know. Um, and But it's only by the grace of God that right. having the loss of my only sibling mm -hmm. that I, I would never ever in my wildest dreams thought that I would experience that in my lifetime. Um, I have and I wanted, we wanted to be transparent with you to say, you, it happens. Mm -hmm. And um, we can get through this together. We can be a support system together. So in conclusion, you are not alone. Always know that. Always know that. Though you might feel like it, but always know you're not alone. You're not the only one that's going through. Someone else from their experiences can share with you and even help you. You help each other, and that's the thing to get through it. You're not alone. Mm -hmm. And um, something that you really should seek out mm -hmm. is counseling. Right. You know, a grief counselor in your area, in your city and state. Um, and a family member should look into that as you are going through the, these stages. Someone else, mm -hmm. you know, to look out for you. So if the things that they could do is look out for your well-being. Mm -hmm. your right. your mental health well-being and work on a grief counselor mm -hmm. getting a grief counselor and uh, another thing is it's okay to cry yeah. right it's okay to cry mm -hmm. uh, crying is just a, a reminder you know that you're yeah. human that you're vulnerable so it's definitely okay to do that yeah you know and and but sometimes even if somebody, you know, you may feel like, I've cried, I've cried, I've cried so much. And if that is taking you to a point of depression, again, we put more emphasis on the grief counseling. Yeah. And, and you talk, did, to yes, talk to somebody. Talk yeah. to others. Talk about yeah. how you're feeling. Sure, right. Um, that is the, a great medicine. Mm -hmm. um, and it could, it's going to take time. And it's going to take time. Right. And especially talking with people. Uh, again, we talk about people that are empathetic on um, what you're dealing with. Yeah. You know, or people that have gone through it, have dealt with. Sometimes people that have had the experience, they're more empathetic or show more empathy towards you. And I'm not saying feeling sorry, but they can share right. where you are going, what you're going through, right. and where you've been. Exactly. So, mm -hmm. so mm -hmm. allowing that time to heal, it, whatever time. Yes. Just. Remember, don't stay there. Mm -hmm. Whatever stage you're in, loved ones that are around you, friends and family, help them to walk through this journey. Sure, right. Because it's not healthy to stay there. 
if my sister was to be able to whisper in my ear, and sometimes I think she does. I believe she had told me, just, we're going to get through this. Don't stay where you are. Because there's other people that's dependent on you. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I just, uh, I love, loved my sister. Beverly Jean Urban Smith mm-hmm. was her name. And today is her name. Is her name. So I say her name. Mm-hmm. Beverly. Yes. And uh, and, and, and let, let, that's what you have to do. You have to keep your loved one's name alive. Yes. Meaning, speak it often. You know, share it with kids because you may have even children or family members that may not have ever met them. Right. Talk about them. Yes. You know, keep that memory alive. You know, don't let them, quote, dissolve yeah. in your family. No, keep that memory. That's keep right. it alive. you got to keep the legacies alive. Yeah, because we talked to our, our mm-hmm. grandson for him mm-hmm. to know who his aunt Beverly was. Mm-hmm. Our children, they were younger. Um, and uh, I think our son, don't, he barely remembers her. Sure, right. But they know who their aunt Beverly was mm-hmm. and is mm-hmm. in our life. And... Um, she raised and birthed two wonderful boys mm-hmm. that are now grown that deals with their own sense of grief mm-hmm. because that was their mom. Yeah, right, exactly. So mm-hmm. what I try to do is remember the good times about her. Remember the laughter that we had. Remember the different things that she did that was silly in the family. Remember certain occasions. Um, and granted, going through that memory lane of pictures and thoughts can stir up some of those phases that we just talked about. Mm-hmm. But please remember, don't stay there. So, make sure you talk to somebody. Mm-hmm. Check out a grief counselor. And know that you're not alone. I'm here. Give me a call. Uh, send me a message. You can talk about this. Um, and you can share your things here on um, our podcast. Give me some responses. Help right. me through this. I need you guys. I need some support. Exactly. And, um, yeah. right. We need to support that's each other. We need each other. Yes. Yeah. Right. And, and at times, I know you mentioned as far as giving yourself, uh, allowing yourself time to heal. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you've got to. And, and can't I don't think no nobody can put your time for healing per se. You know, hey, you should be over this now. You know, everybody grieves differently. We got to understand that. So be a support and try to help people to keep it moving per se and not standing still and stuck. That's right. what we said. Yeah. Right. So here's to my sister, Beverly Jean Irvin. Beverly Jean Irvin. At yeah. sixty years old, mm-hmm. she would right. have been today. Mm-hmm. So. This is dedicated to you, Bev, and thank you, Al Jaker family. Love, right? Stay Love safe. You. All right, thank you for joining us in our podcast. Again, sharing real and sincere moments there that we deal with. And uh, again, we, we love you. And we are just keeping it real.
Right. And we pray your strength as well as our strength in going through with the grief and just life itself. And our talk is about life, love, love and relationships. Until next time, we love you. Peace Bye, out. Ma'am.